Let's Get Coffee podcast. I'm sitting here with my dear friend and member here at Crest Community, Paula Rodriguez with Rodriguez Wealth Group. Yes. Right? Did I say that so right? Yes, well, thank we you. just went over and I was like, hold on. Is it Wealth Management or is it Wealth Group? I'm going to butcher this. No. You are we, great. We were just talking how like there's no notes in this. It's, it's just like just from the hip. We're having a great conversation. So where are you from? So that's a loaded question. <laughs> really the first right, question first the most question, simple where are you from question. i was born so in seven states at once so what here, yes in the in the middle of <laughs> no my so mother I, had I, this idea to go out all the way where is where is that at with this well, this is really coming off to like a a fun start my apologies where are you from so i was born in dominican republic okay so you're from the dr uh yeah so i was there for Eight years, okay. and then I lived in New Jersey. Okay, and then we moved to Florida. And but that's I, where the accent comes from. I, I, I don't know where the accent comes. from. I've it? actually never realized you had an accent until you just oh, said Jersey, geez. and I go, oh, "There's that's a little <laughs> bit of Jersey in there." I had a lot of Jersey in me when a I lot came to of Florida. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how old were you when you got to Florida? I interrupted. Thirteen. You. Thirteen. So five years enough to get the accent from Jersey. Yeah, enough to learn English too. Enough yeah. to learn. So you didn't know yeah. English when you came. No. Wow. I knew cat and dog and. That's, That's amazing. Right. Yeah. That is amazing. It was it was it was pretty awesome. Uh it was so we came during the Y2K crisis. My dad had a contract mm-hmm. um and he brought us over um and uh unfortunately we moved to New Jersey in in Dominican Republic. We all talk about the United States as New York, yeah. right? And so when we got to Jersey, I was like, "Oh man, we're not in New York." Like I was disappointed. But I loved New Jersey. It was awesome. Yeah. It was it, it, there's a lot of uh, people from Latin cultures there, yeah. and so it was like you know it was very bilingual. When I got to Florida, that was really when it was like the big culture shock of like, really? oh my goodness, there's like uh, I'm I'm different. Right? Gotcha. So what part of Florida did you land in when you uh, first got here? Here, Tampa. In so Tampa. Yeah, okay. I went to Riverview High School. Riverview High School. Yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. You and Brittany are both from that side. Yeah, so, yeah out east. So when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, I'm from Florida, right? Because yeah. I grew up here. Yeah. I've been here for most of my life. But What high school did you go to? Riverview. Riverview. Yeah. And you graduated in 08? I graduated in 09. 09. So you and Brittany are like, she was 08. She was Brandon. Okay. Brandon High. So you okay. guys. We might have seen each other. Well, yeah. like, she was cheerleader, all that stuff. Okay. And it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm a cheerleader at heart. Yeah. But not like a real cheerleader. Yeah, you could have been. No. You could have been. I, I tried cheerleading for a year when I was little. It How was, was that? Horrible. Why? I the girls bullied me. I was oh. I didn't, yeah, I have I didn't get pretty till really later in life. Um so yeah, okay. I was not pretty and I was like kinda chunky. You thought you think that. No, no, no. I have evidence. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, so you were in high school and you were like, "I'm not going to cheerlead at all." So, no, yeah, I, it was. There's no way. No. What'd you do in high school? I ran track and field. And all right, so athlete. I'm gonna well, cheerleaders are athletes too. I'm gonna get a bunch of texts that when they, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I, it, I it, caught it, that. It, yeah, yeah. It does take a lot of. It does. Um, no, it's yeah. crazy. The flyers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it was a base. So yeah, you were. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but you ran track and field. Track and field. I ran the eight, the mile, wow. um, and the four by eight. And uh, I also did cross country too. What type of disciplines did you learn from that in high school? That uh, that has now translated into who you are today. That's 
I love this question. Uh, it's push through the pain. Push through the pain. Yeah. That's so. some wisdom. Yeah. Push through the pain. Yeah. Define that a little bit. So um, the first week of track, I could barely get up to my room. My room was in the second floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that first week, everything got kind of adjusted. Yeah. Um, and I started, you know, getting good. It was it was very uncomfortable at first. Mm-hmm. It was it was painful, like we were sore. Uh, but after you got the hang of it, you know, it was coasting. Yeah. And, and and that runner's high. How does know? it translate to where you're at right now in business? Oh, man. Push through the pain. <laughs> Push right? through the pain. Yeah. So um, this is my f- fifth year in business. I've been doing insurance for, for four, you know, just ended my fourth year. And um, it is very relevant in that I grinded a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just did a instagram post about this did you yes about how i grinded and i built my book of business and i I just focused Mm -hmm. for so long and now it's time to travel and time to prioritize seeing the world Mm -hmm. and so um pushing through the pain of you know having to work late hours i mean Mm -hmm. you you know you you see yeah we've done it you've done (laughs) it you've seen me yeah (laughs) so um yeah you yeah man like that time comes in like november october november you for sure use the membership (laughs) <laughs> yep, I sure did. Yeah, and now it's playing dividends, right? Yeah, so I of course. Put in that time, push through the pain. The season. Yeah. yeah, and and now, you know, I just had my best uh, month yet in February. Congratulations! And I was gone for two weeks. Wow! Um, yeah, it was. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's really changed my. We were perspective. talking about that, right? You put in, you started working on systems. I remember in the fall, you're like, "Oh man, I got to do this," and and yeah. uh, and so you're seeing those systems obviously now pay off if you were out of leave for two weeks. Yeah. Right, so yeah. push through the pain through translates the pain. into the business world right now very easily for you, and so you have pushed through the pain. And then, what has uh, that principle, that core principle of track in high school, right? Cross country, the eighth, right? So you said those were the two things you're doing, right? The eight hundred, the eight hundred. And so, so how did that transform your thought process? How old were you when you first started that? I was a freshman. So, so 14, yeah. right? And so fast forward, you got four years. You ran it full four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. all. You're pretty good. Yeah. I was, I mean, that's I, all right. Yeah. I, I, like, state champ, right? No, not state. <laughs> uh, no, I did. I did break the school record for the 800. Wow. In my last ever, in my second to last race. Um, How'd that make you feel? You worked for four years. Oh, man. Your second to last race. Did you race in college? Did you run in college? No, no. no. So this was it. This is four years. And then you accomplished something that no one else had ever done. Yeah. I, I, the bar wasn't super high, I will Don't, say No, that, no, no. We're not going to go there. But you did something. How did you feel when you said, I've worked this long and I've done this? Describe that feeling in three words or less. It was incredible. Um, Great job. <laughs> So the uh, counted one, two, three. Oh, it was, you did it. The it, it was funny because we had um, me and a friend of mine had been writing like you know in high school you do signs and you do bubble letters and stuff and you know I I was actually writing out like you know I will I will break the eight hundred record I you know I, and for for four years I was writing that down mm-hmm. and um, and that was a goal you set it out to do yes so you like what was the behind the scenes process of setting that record so what did you so you wrote it down that's one i wrote it what down. else did you do i mean went to practice we ran i, I mean I, I at least ran at three to five miles a, a day for, okay um on the weekdays so five and days a week 
yeah, for four uh, years. In, in season, yeah. And then we did some like um, off season uh, work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, but yeah, we just followed what our track coach said. We you know put our all into it. But it it that day, um, my coach was like, I didn't recognize you out there on the track. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like I I I turned like a switch mm-hmm. and I was just determined and I just I I flew. You had a mindset. Yeah, so. I I I don't know. I don't actually know what happened. So it was so this. long ago. Yeah. But I it, it was it, it it was probably that this would have been my last race ever, right? Mm-hmm. So that it was like all culminating into this one, you know, epic yeah. moment. You realize this is and it. I this have to leave it all on the field. Exactly. This is district senior year. Leave it all on the field. And, you know, I did it. I, I placed. I, I was able to go to regionals the, the next week. And but regionals was it. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. awesome, though. Yeah. So it was incredible having that experience. Mm-hmm. And so you wrote it down and then you practiced consistently. Yeah. Right. And then how frequently were you actually reviewing it or writing it down? Um. Whenever we got bored, we just, we were, it was probably like every week. Or so once a week, you were writing this down. Mm-hmm. And so it was constantly in the back of your mind, I'm going to beat this record. Yeah, and we would, I mean, I, I think I put it, one of the signs in my binder, like in the cover of my mm-hmm. binder and stuff. Like There's so science I, behind it, this, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You, did, you, you were doing something yeah. principally that so many people can actually, you know, reviewing, writing a goal down and then reviewing it and building steps to get there. That's what my last chat was on. Yeah. Right. Ooh, was that right? Nice. And you, that's how you get to impossible record breaking things that you never thought you'd ever be able to do. And it's being intentional mm-hmm. is really what it is. Yeah. Intentionality. So that, so then fast forward, you go to college mm-hmm. and I know a little bit about, you know, you were, you were very active in college, right? Oh, yeah. So what did you do in college that just like that you learned that you took that whole, you know, push through the pain write things down, process, all that fundamental thing subconsciously as a kid that you were experiencing, how did you segue that into college? Well, I, so college was a time to learn about who I was, you know, to really discover myself. I was in, I I was raised Catholic, like really Mm -hmm. strict and, you know, my parents really were, were, you know, put us really on the straight and narrow and so when I went to, went to college, I really learned about like self, true self-discipline because mm-hmm. really, you know, when I was in school, like my parents made me do yeah, all the yeah, things, yeah. right? Yep. Um, so I learned like true self-discipline and uh, uh, I just, I got after it. You know, I, 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 there was nothing in my mind that was like, I'm, I can't do a certain thing. I don't know if it was, um, I think it was that I was in a program where I, was with other kids that were in Ivy League schools. Like we, there was a program we were selected, mm-hmm. and we were we went to other schools. I never, um, I never applied to a like a really high caliber school. I, I had a fear of failure, fear mm. that I wasn't going to get in, and yeah. I was like, ah, you know, paralyzing, I, I right? Might as well not even try, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, why spend the money, right? Because I, you know, for the yeah. application and things like that, and so. Um, I think it was the fact that I was, I felt like I was in a room full of other high achieving people and I was just like getting after it. And I, I just went after all the things that I could and I, at the highest level mm-hmm. and, uh, there, there was no, like, there's no more fear. Um, because I was, you know, just, I, 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 
I just felt like in my element. I, I loved college. Uh, college was yeah. like amazing. What, what school but did you go to? University of Florida. UF. Go yeah. Gators. Go there Gators. we go. Go yeah. Gators. Yes. <laughs> so um, in in college, I was involved in the Hispanic um, Student Association and Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I was in, uh, I did case competitions for the University of Florida, the, mm-hmm. the business school. We went to Indiana. Uh, we went to Pamplona, Spain. Uh, those were the two case studies I was selected to go and what'd on. What did you major? You majored in business? Or? I majored in, yep, business administration. Okay. Uh, I had a major in marketing and a minor in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, just learning myself is really what I learned in college, to yeah. answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. It's just finding out your own voicing and, and who you are, what you what your standards are, what 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 you are. Exactly. And who you are, what, who you're going to be. Um, so then, you know, fast forward, you're now... Really driven in your 20s, right? Oh, I'm actually 31. No, I'm saying, but you were really driven in your 20s. Oh, I was, yes. You were very driven in your 20s, yes. and now you're being, you're 31. And um, I personally have seen, like, uh, just, uh, you le- you've leveled up just in the last, you know, you were coming up on, I think we met you, it'll be a year ago in May that we yeah. met you. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's coming up on, on, and so it's just really neat to just see the growth that you've experienced from the outside looking in, you know, and, um, where, where are you now? I got, have, have, have you, do you see a distinct difference between, you know, like being that 20 something year old oh, that's yeah. just driving to now being like, okay, here I am. I'm in my prime 30, 31. Yeah. So in my twenties, I got a lot of like comments of like your potential oh you have such so much potential oh, yeah. oh my god it, it annoyed the mess out of me uh just because you're like okay well let's get there you know like why can't we do it now like, yeah. let's do it yeah. um and so what i didn't realize is that i was a little bit lost like mm. i didn't really know where where to focus my efforts and yeah. i you know i know i need i i needed to create a business I, mm-hmm. i've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and uh, there was a season in life where I was trying out new things. I mean, I was part of an M- MLM. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I um, uh, got my real estate license. Like, I, I worked for other people. I helped develop a construction business. So, like, I, I just did a lot of You were just throwing things against things. the wall, right? Yeah, I just did a lot of different things. By the way, that's okay. That's no, literally that's, the start. Yeah, no, no. Just that, throw these things against the wall and see what I love that sticks. And, and honestly, I was drawn to insurance and I'm so glad that like financial services Mm -hmm. was where I landed. Um, because it's just, it, it, it's been something that has kind of always been in my life, um, from seeing my dad and how he managed his finances and the the life he's been able to build for, Mm -hmm. for us, uh, for our family, uh, has been awesome. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a true blessing to be in a position to where now I can be a tool for people to achieve that same mm-hmm. success. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I, uh, you know, in my twenties, I was just kind of either working for other people or just being an, uh, an agent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now I, um, have a team of two staff members that support me, uh, virtual assistants that support me. And then I have some agents that are contracted under me mm-hmm. that I'm training and taking them through a process in order for them to, create the same success that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. I feel like I'm like a, a catalyst for helping people yeah. like help themselves. So it's uh instead of me like doing things for people, I'm 
helping them along the way to create their success and whatever that looks like for them. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I'm living, I'm living the dream right now, Jeremy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what, what are some of the, what, what are some of the greatest challenges you're experiencing as a young entrepreneur, um, a young woman in the workforce, um, you know, just, you know, going from solopreneuring to entrepreneuring, right. Having a team now, like what, what are some, like some of the key challenges, like just, I, I, I like three. So like, what are the, what are the, the top three challenges you're experiencing right now? So number one is being intentional and, um, like walking with purpose and, mm -hmm. and really prioritizing my, my time. Yeah. So, um, there can be days where like life just kind of gets in the way and the, this happens and the other thing happens, mm -hmm. but really making sure that you're making the most out of that day and focusing on what's actually important. Cause it's really easy to stay busy, mm -hmm. but it's, it's harder to actually do the things to that are going to, are yeah. going to push your business forward. Right. Yep. And so, um, being intentional, staying kind of in control of, of, uh, of, of my time mm -hmm. is, uh, is a challenge. Um, the second thing would be like, um, feeling like an island. So really building a community around mm -hmm. me of people that like you, that support me, that I can come to yeah. with questions. Hey, should I hire this person? Should I not, you know, should I invest in this or, you know, this yeah. program or the other thing? Um, it has been really important. So like, feeling like an island. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say number three is managing my expenses. So oh, making yeah. sure the balance that, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been really, really intentional about that this year in making sure I stay, you know, lean and mean and not mm -hmm. overspend um, and, and being strategic yeah. moving forward. Um, I'm a very like right now type of person. So like, you know, I'm a little bit instant impatient. gratification, impulse buys, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. yeah so it's I, a struggle. So I have to, you know, keep my eyes on the prize and uh, control expenses. And so <clears throat> the first one, I got the second one. You feel like an island. Mm -hmm. The third one um, was managing yeah, expenses. And the first one was being intentional in your time, uh, identifying your productive positions versus your busy positions in life. Mm hmm. Um, have you processed any systems yet to do that? Like what, what's your, walk me through your system for, for, for the solution for the first problem. So the first problem, I write down my priorities every day. Okay. How many? Um, three. Three. Okay. I can't have more than three. You so can, yeah. You can't. <laughs> you yeah. can't because then, then, it's good. Then, it, then you don't get anything mm -hmm. really done. Um, so, um, uh, listing that, like telling my team mm -hmm. about my priorities for the for the yeah. week, yeah, um, is is important because they hold me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, if also, so we have a team meeting on Tuesday, yeah, and we tell um, each other about what our priorities are, and then on Friday we tell everyone about our progress. We celebrate our wins. Yep. And uh, if I don't meet my goals, then I yeah. have to tell my entire team that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So yeah. that is a good. Um, good thing for me to that's good it's good accountability right yeah. and the, the second one you know you mentioned it is very lonely as an entrepreneur it's hard being the one with all the answers well because you don't have all the answers well right but everyone they looks look to, you. to you like you do right <laughs> yeah so what a system or process have you begin to develop to eliminate the loneliness of entrepreneurship and this is something that like you know is very obviously dear to my heart you know yeah. um is uh you know People don't recognize this, the pain that entrepreneurs go through, right? Half the time when they're starting, 
the stress, yeah. your, your mind never shuts off, right? It's always running and you have to grab those thoughts and put them in the waiting room, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's it's hard because a lot of us tend to be very um, optimistic for one. Well, optimistic. Um, <laughs> I mean, interrupt. But yeah, 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 it's true. But also, like, we want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, and we were very ADHD. Like a lot of times, like we we see a shiny object, and um, I've I've found myself um, saying yes, but later, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to things like uh, doing ads, I I've been. I've, I've told my team, okay, let's focus on content, growing the brand, mm-hmm. and then let's go ahead and do ads and have a timeline yeah. for that. Um, and uh, because I, we also have difficulty saying no. Like you know, a lot of times we're in positions where we're in sales, so that's, and that's how we grow our business. Mm-hmm. And so we're being told no all the time. At least I can speak for myself, right? Yeah. I'm being told no all the time. And so it's hard for me to tell other people no. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be on the other end of that. So, you know, um, really, the yeah, what the, I've been doing yeah. is is prioritizing things, putting timelines on things mm-hmm. um, that I know I need to do. So you don't feel um, like an island. Yeah. So, well, so that um, the, the bright and shiny object yeah. syndrome, so that I stay focused, mm-hmm. um, but also having people around me like you and, and seeking out people. Sometimes, like, mm-hmm. we feel lonely, but it's... It's not, it's not, some, I'm not, I don't want to say it's not real, but it's, it's subjective it's our, to our emotions. Exactly. Right? You know, it's our, um, and no one's going to do it for us, right? We have to, mm-hmm. you know, it may, be it, the one to pick up the phone. It may the not phone. be a, the reality of the situ- situation. It's how we feel. It's subjective mm-hmm. to, and if we're not anchored, mm-hmm. right, with a support system, with a group or, or somebody that we know. Um, you can literally, if you're not anchored in the ocean and a storm comes through and your emotions are there, you're swayed left or right. And and then you're, you are just, I mean, miles off course. Mm -hmm. Right. And And go ahead. Oh, and one thing that is an anchor too, um, is your, your faith, right? So knowing that you're not alone, that God's on your side. Yeah. Is, is really important. Like before this podcast, I like prayed. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just like let I, I told god hey this is let, let me speak speak say the right things yeah. you know and uh so that that's really important to do um for for me um and and i find that a lot of people that i look up to a lot of my mentors um they also are very firm in their faith mm. uh, so um i have a mentor that literally he's like paola do not even put your feet on the ground when you wake up before thanking God for your day and for before, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know the word. So my mom says encomendando, which means like kind of giving God the day. Oh, man, I don't know what the word is. The Surrendering word, your day, releasing it, like saying, hey, take my schedule, take my life. It's kinda, yours. I, I guess it's surrender. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, we'll look that up later. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah there's a lot of words kinda, for that. Kind of offering it up. Right. Like just mm-hmm. like. Um, like giving, giving, it's, it's giving God control of your day. Just mm-hmm. saying like, Hey God, authority, may it be, may, yeah. may it be as you wish. Sure. Right? Yeah. It, it would be. Of course. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, you know, I have my morning routines where it's something very similar, you know? Um, and it's, it's, you have to have those times in the morning 
and uh, and try to be very rigorous with that rhythm every morning, every morning, every morning. I'm so bad at that. Are you? Okay. Oh my it's a gosh. struggle. It's, it's a struggle. I I crave novelty, so mm-hmm. I want new things, and you know, and you can get uh, the new things out of every book that you read in the morning. Exactly. I can uh, and and my adventures and my travel, mm-hmm. like the things that I I can get my new things from elsewhere, and that's what I keep. You know, mm-hmm. telling myself. You know, push through the pain. The regimented schedule. Push through the pain. Right, is very important. Um, rigorous behavior is, in the morning, in my opinion, is what makes or breaks how far you're going to go with your distractions or not throughout the day. Exactly. And so, um, and it takes time, though. You don't, you don't out of nowhere become a 4 a.m. riser. No. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I slept in the day, and I got up at, like, 5.30, you know? And you oh, go, I have 30, and I go, how am I going to do this? All right, I got my rhythms. I got my routine. I'm still going to hit it. It's, it's just not going to be everything that I want to do. And it's because I didn't take care of my bedtime last night, right? I stayed up way too late. Uh, and you just go, all right, well, because it's like you have to have a, a morning routine and a nighttime routine. Mm-hmm. And those routines, you begin to then sandwich in your daily routines and your processes. Yep. And so, I mean, this might help you. I, I you know, it's it's through through so much of the stuff. I love young entrepreneurs and people that are just like getting because it's it's you know, um, there's so much joy that, that comes from learning from each other and, and just being able to. I mean, I've, I've realized I've been an entrepreneur now for 15 years. Nice. And so, you know, there's a lot that comes with that 15 years that you forget because uh-huh. you always feel like, man, I'm not growing, I'm not growing, I'm not growing. Um, you, I would say, man. The make or break is the rigorous routine of being a disciplined person with disciplined thought and disciplined actions. And it starts with you because life only gets more complex. There's infinite outcomes and you can't control anything that's going to hit your schedule that day. So it's understanding your yeses, understanding your noes, and then niching into very key initiatives. Right. Yes. One of the greatest struggles that we have as entrepreneurs is the shiny syndrome that you were talking oh my about. Goodness, yeah. And, um, which I really wanted to talk about. I just wanted to kind of kind of wrap through the lonely thing because it is crucial that you're having those relationships to support you in this, to realize that you're not alone, that everyone deals with these things. Everyone deals with self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm not equipped for this. I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone deals with comparison. Like John Maxwell says, a comparison of, is, is the thief of all joy, mm-hmm. right? Thinking someone else has this figured out more. And so, like, I mean, your rigorous routine is like for me, for example, is I wake up, I try to wake up at 4.15 every morning. And the first thing I do is I read a minimum of 10 pages in a book, and I, po- and I process through it because how my brain works. I have to read a little slower to digest it, and I do that, and then uh, that do- that's about 30 minutes, and I wake up, I go downstairs, I lay out my mat, and I stretch for 10 minutes, and it's all through timers and calendar. So I'm reviewing, making sure I'm not... And then I'm doing that. I'm stretching, and then uh, you got you go for a, a walk. And while I'm walking, I'm trying to stack at the same time. And so I'm reading some more. I'm reading um, something more spiritual, right? And so, and I'm walking, and I'm setting my focus, and I'm praying, and I'm looking at it, and I'm up at like before the birds are up, right? So I'm walking before the birds are up, and all that stuff. So I'll say good morning to the birds almost every morning. It's like, oh, you guys w- took a little while, you know. I've been up for a couple hours before you guys. And, uh, and so you do that, and then this is just, like, literally the rhythm that sometimes you don't realize, wow, I, I didn't realize people that regimented, you know? So then I get home, I process through. Before I've done that, I've already drank a glass of water before I stretched. I've turned on my espresso machine. I get home, I dial in my espresso machine because it's a rhythm that I like to do, measure it out. That's another 10 minutes. I get a cortado, and I go out, 
I sit by my fire pit, turn my fire on, and I and, and now at this point in time it's like five forty five, and um, I'm hanging out and I've got my book I just read. I go back over everything I've just done and I write everything down on my remarkable my, my tablet. My remarkable right? that thing. And then I jump back into the reading that I was done the spiritual reading and I journal from that as well. And I process through all that at this point in time, you know, I have four kids. And so my day starts at six 45 till nine 30 at night. Everything else that I do throughout the entire day is for everyone else mm-hmm. as a leader. So the only time I get for myself are literally those two and a half to three hours for myself. And that's what people don't tell you is that life gets more complex. Life gets more complicated, right? And you have to create linear process and systems. And you don't beat yourself up when you fail and you're like, oh, man, I woke up at 545 or 6. You know what I still did? I read, Mm -hmm. right? And I stretched. I made my espresso. I journaled what I did. And I did everything. I just had to condense it, right? And that just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to keep going. And then, like, literally I have this routine all the way through 9 o'clock. Because then it's like, we get the kids up, we get them dressed. I, I take them to school, 7.30. I finish that at 8. We have our morning huddle every morning at 8.15. Um, sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not. And then from 9.30 to, to or from 8.30 to 9, I'm capturing all my open loops. So during this time, it's, it's what I'm doing is I'm, any thought that's coming to my mind, I'm actually writing it down and putting it in my inbox. It doesn't get a chance to even come into my mind. I'll deal with it, and then I'll review at that time. I'll set my top threes. I'll say, this is what I'm going to do. And then I fail miserably almost every day, and I get distracted and all this stuff. But it's your rhythm that you walk through. And Matt is another guy who's like, like, we swear by morning routines. The morning routines set your life up. Well, the thing is, is like success success leaves clues, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of really successful people, they attribute their their success to that. Like I know um, like Oprah and and, uh, there's there's this guy called Hal Elrod. He wrote The Miracle Morning. Uh, Yeah. And oh my goodness, this he's like, you know how, you know, Tony Robbins. Yeah. He's like my Tony Robbins. Like he, he's that guy for me. And uh, so there's a, there's a lot of power that Mm -hmm. comes from, doing these these rituals that mm-hmm. will pour into you like reading and 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 journaling yeah. and and so much of it uh, like you don't realize if you could get into it now when there's not very much because there's not like a lot of demand on your life right now no i don't have kids i don't have a wife yeah you know what i mean yeah. like you know you don't there's not a whole lot of demand i mean there's my, my, there's, my, 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 there's demand yeah, what i'm saying though but yeah, i'm saying but it's like if you wake up in the morning and you decide not to do something it'll be fine uh, you're not yeah. gonna have like a kid starve to death, right? Yeah, now, no, right. No. And you, you know, like these different things where, like, and you take that, you will in the future, but you take this opportunity to start building in and working through the pain because solopreneuring is easy to ignore the lack of systems because I can just simply work through it. And if I'm a high, 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 high performer, like you are, like I am. I mean, my performance, this is why it's a thief of all joy and also the thief of all purpose is if I am a high achiever like you are and I go, I'm going to hit it like this, right? And then I'm so far ahead of everyone else because I'm comparing myself to the wrong people. 
then I slack and I'm not hitting my optimum performance, my full potential, right? You, you have to create your own measure of success. Um, and I didn't know this until I read The Gap and the Gain. Um, I think Ben Hardy wrote that. Matt is talking to me about it. I've never read it. But yeah, I think I've so I gave it. Matt, uh, so my book upstairs, yeah. I, I let Matt borrow it. No, um, Scott Bendell told me about Scott it. Scott Bendell, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how he read, uh, heard about it, but it, it talked about like how you have to create your own measure of it's success. Gap sales, right? It talks uh, about uh, that that's a different book. Yeah. So because the gap in the game talks about how you can't measure yourself against the gap. You have mm-hmm. to measure yourself against the gain. Oh, so it. Um, so because it's a positive loop of uh, mm-hmm. that breeds confidence. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times we measure ourselves up to where we wish we were. Right? Oh, yeah. It's living, so like, living in the gap, living, right? living in the yeah, gap. Which you're, right? um, you're chasing the horizon. You're never fulfilled instead of seeing Look how far I've come, mm-hmm. right? Like, look how far I've come and using that as positive momentum to move forward into what, you know, what yeah. you want it, yeah. where you want to be. So, um, but it wasn't until I read that book that I was like, man, I am I am measuring myself against other people's standards, against, mm-hmm. you know, the, the amount of money in my bank account, against the amount of money that I've made last year. It's affirmation. You're trying, you're just, that's what you're looking for. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Yep, so, but now... So we're all looking for, not just you, but, like, you as in, like, mankind looking yeah. for affirmation. Yeah, and, and confirmation that you're doing what you're so mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. Validation, really. Val- you're being validated. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, no, I mean, you, you have to measure yourself against your own standard. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 it's, and how you set the standard is through community. It's through peers. It's peer-on-peer. It's through mentors, and it's also through menteeing. You know, yeah, being a mentor, right? Yeah. And uh, hitting that, uh, the stuff that I teach on is the three cylinders of relationships. You need to have mentors that are pouring into you. You need to have peers that are sharpening you mm-hmm. and refining you. And then you need to have mentees that you're mentoring. Yes. If you don't have the three position running constantly throughout the seasons of your life, mm-hmm. you're leaving a major gap for the next generation and for yourself. Because yep. the next generation is going to expose you to do trends that your generation doesn't know about. Yep. So you're always learning even from the ones underneath you. Yeah, and you are also gaining perspective too. Yeah. Because uh, I, I know with my mentee yesterday, yeah, she came over and she brought me flowers. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw like, that. I was like, oh my gosh. And so, um, you know, there, there are some things that she's struggling with that I'm like, Oh yeah, you know. I forgot what that was like. Yeah, and 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 no, and going back to the basics of Mm -hmm. things, and so like, um, you know, explaining to her like how I was able to overcome those things, um, really like brought new perspective Mm. and helped me like helped me remember. Oh, I need to get back to to doing this. Like yeah, like I was explaining my processes, and I was like, oh no. Like I, I'm not doing this part of this process that I mm. built. So, so it's it's helping me like reiterate and get back to the fundamentals and and reiterate what's important. Uh, so it it is it is serving me in a way. But because when you give, you it's get reciprocity. Back. Yeah, when right? you give, you get back talk a about. lot. Yeah, give first. Yeah, giving first without needing anything in return. Yeah, th- yeah, it's selfless. It's the motive. The motive is I just want to help. I want to serve. Even and then the law of reciprocity is it's keeping a pure motive, but just somehow this thing just circles back through and you go, Wow, that's 
Amazing. I wasn't intentionally trying to find this. It found me yeah. while I was out helping others. Somehow yes. others helped me. Yes. Right. And that's yep. the beauty of it when you're in the right circles. Exactly. Um, but so with that, like, why did you join Cress? So I came to like, the like, open house. Yeah. And uh, it seemed pretty cool. I, at the time, I didn't have, like, anywhere to office out of. I yeah. was just working from home. And uh, I talked to you, and I was like, man, I need to be around this dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you, you kind There's of... There's a little bit more to that, though. No, it wasn't me. Yeah. what you told it was, me. It was, um, well, I, I wanted to be, yeah. go to a physical office. Yeah. And then I wanted to be around, you know, entrepreneurs. Did you meet my wife you. though? And you were I like, "I did Dude. meet your wife." Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, so she, she was like such a beautiful like um, representation of love. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And uh, and and patience. And yeah. So I was like, man, this lady's a saint. You know, I need to be around. <laughs> I need to be around this energy. And, yeah. Uh, it's it probably was, something with our kids. We're freaking yes. out, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Your kid was freaking out. And <laughs> I and she just handled it with so much grace. She got yeah. up and she just, you know, just, you know, because I'm not a mom yet. Yeah. Right? I hope hope to be one yeah, day, yeah. right? But um, I know that currently if I am that in that situation with a kid like that on my lap, I'd probably freak out, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I... I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. I just knew that part of the story. No, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, I got to be around these people. There's yes, something about that. There's something about these people. But you really yeah. joined because you, you wanted to get out of the house yes. and you needed a place to just kind of, yeah, work. Yeah, and meet people. So yeah. it, you know, it's been really cool because I can tell people to come here to meet me instead mm -hmm. of me driving all around town. Um, I can make. So it's a solid utility for your life. In yeah, your time. yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm actually trying to find a house. I sent you that I know, condo I know. Like, that's closer to here. Isn't that so amazing? Can, it's awesome. I mean, it's just like for me, it's like, dude. So now that's the that's the second question. What have you gotten out of Cress that you actually weren't experiencing that you weren't expecting to get out of it, but you're like, whoa, I didn't. Join be I joined because I just needed a space to like utility like work and meet people more centralized to save time. But then you go, I got this out of it that was like way different, way more valuable that I would have never imagined I'd get. I mean, so the the relationships like I knew I was like, I was gonna come in and like have connections and potentially maybe do business with some people. Just like um, na natural network. Just like natural, yeah. yeah. Like, but they're, you, you know. You get that a lot of places. Yeah, usually yeah. You, you they don't become like a part of your life. Right? Okay, let's talk about it. You know, that. so yeah. like um, the relationships I've built here, I really feel like, you know, are even, even if I, you know, go on to have my own office, mm -hmm. are, it's, I still want to maintain these relationships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I was, talking about uh travis who mm -hmm. is here and how like i've seen us grow together in, mm -hmm. in a way and so that that's been really cool yeah. to like um help each other um and uh, really develop true relationships true like friendships, friendships yeah versus like you know kind of surface level so it's, you know it's you so you got community out of it yeah yeah, and real authentic relationships with people that actually care about you for you, yeah. not just your business or how to make money together. Yeah, I, I, I honestly thought I was going to just have a space, right, mm -hmm. to meet people or yeah. whatever. 
But I didn't really think, like, I was like, oh, man, I miss Cress. You know, when I was away. <laughs> That's awesome. I miss my people. That's you know? awesome. And I was yeah. like, I, need, I should buy some coffee for my, for, for Travis yeah. when, when I was in Honduras. That's right? huge. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. makes me. So I, we're, we're working on the messaging because that's been one of the greatest hurdles, right, mm-hmm. to get through is, like, oh, you're a co-working space. Uh, <laughs> I've never been in a co-working space before. Is that what this is? And then well, well, what I'm getting, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's more than that. Yeah. Like, you're, like you're about to say, right? Yeah, well, I'd like to hear from you, though. So, um, I mean, the, this, the amenities, uh, the podcasting studio, um, the, you know, events that you guys yeah. have, the, the, you know, the relationships that you're able to build. The space is pretty cool, and it also um, has, like, a, a good energy to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has anything to do with, like, like this was a church before, <laughs> but My. but I, I, who knows? But um, but this it's it's a really cool space. Whenever I walk people in here, they're like, "This is really this is really cool." They did a really good <laughs> job with this. So yeah, what what I've been trying to learn now, and it's been working. We've been defining it differently, um, and I've kind of been coaching even my own teams. Like, hey, uh, let's stop showing the space. Oh, like we're not showing a couch. We're not showing a pool table. We're not showing desks or tables or coffee. And how we've been saying is like, look, so what we're doing is when we're when we're showing it, we're actually showing the community. We're saying, oh, in this room, this is where such and such did this. And this occurred and this and we're realizing it's finally the messaging is engaging at a higher level. And what now it's like we basically say we never set out to be an office. Yeah. We set out to be a community, a third space. Correct. So the idea is we incubate, you grow, you move on to an office, you still are, yes. you still maintain a membership here. Yeah. Because this is the space mm-hmm. that is your third space of community. Mm-hmm. As you grow and scale, yeah. that it goes, wow, this is the space that allows, that creates solutions with me, that connects me with authentic relationships, that is there with me, even beyond the need. And so it's like, the brick and mortar is free. People invest in themselves for, through connection, social capital, accountability, trusted relationships. Like everything is like clarity and focus. You're trying to hit your optimum performance, right? That's it. And so anything we can try to do, and it's just like, so now everything's ancillary. And that's kind of how we started des- dividing, uh, the, describing this on these, as, as people now, because so, so we're six months old, right? We started six months ago. And so people are now like, and now it's, it's, it's the trial and error of like learning the messaging, how it translates to people. And that, right. that's how we're realizing is, is we need, and so we're starting with more and more questions of solutions for people instead of, oh, this is a cool couch. Yeah, no, but <laughs> you that's, should sign up. that's awesome <laughs> you know? because um, as you tell stories, people start realizing, oh, I can do this. Or like mm-hmm. they start kind of visualizing themselves in the space if they are doing something similar to what yeah. you're describing, right? So if um, if you're talking about the conference room being a space where, you know, someone hosts... Um, decorated cookies. It literally happened. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I was yeah. going more along the lines of like, you know, their monthly uh, strategy meetings, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, hey, here, you know, we have a few members that, mm-hmm. you know, have this space for once a month and they do their strategy, yeah. you know, uh, meetings, the whole, you know, for half the day and they, you know, really map out their, their success and, you know, and then they're like, oh, man, that, I can see myself doing that here. So that it, it's, it's, yeah, it, that's... It, 
it's awesome that you're saying you're you're talking about stories yeah. instead of just like oh here here's a space you know because people could see like oh, obviously there's a TV <laughs> yeah, like, you know, oh that's a like, cool TV that's a TV yeah, yeah like, you know I don't have one of those in my house yeah I right. think I should totally invest in this like come on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. no, it, it's true, and it it just you were getting better at that. But I just love hearing. That's why. That's honestly why we're doing these podcasts is just to, you know, really invest in our members, get to know you all on a more intimate level. Because um, I didn't know half the stuff we talked about today, right? Really? No, I didn't oh, know well, the track, track yeah, and some of these stuff. other things. Yeah. It, it, you learn so much. Yeah, you know about. I didn't even know you were from. You know, you lived time had time in New Jersey or any sure, of these other things, true. right? Yeah. So it's it's always fun to kind of process and have these conversations. It's that, that's why I love this medium and um, be able to give just immense value for entrepreneurs and for leaders, for people from startups and solopreneurs all the way to C-level executives that just need a third space in their management teams and staff. And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing in the retreats and the conferences and the seminars and lunch and learns. And, you know, it's just the buildings that have this ability to support um, the initiatives of our members. And non-members, you know, we have, we have, you know, several events that are coming through that are just like, Hey, we need a space for this or actually like, that's cool. We, that's cool. We got this great. So with that, this is the third question. My favorite question, cause this one's for me. How am I failing miserably at this? Like I just brutally honest, like how is this just awful? Like, and, and where, where can we grow? Why isn't this place chock full of people? Like, I feel like, um, I, I feel blessed because I, sometimes I feel like this is my space, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm here all the time. Um, but it, it, it's surprising to me how people, we have membership, but there's, I, I don't see them all the time and stuff. You're, you're doing an amazing job. We've, you've only been open six months, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, th- but you, and you are taking steps already to, mm-hmm. you know, grow the membership yeah. and everything. Um, but that's, that's been like, I, I'm excited for the growth that's coming. I'm kind of sad about it. Cause I don't have, I can't keep my personal space and I keep, you know, yes, um, you, can. you have your personal space. I do have my personal <laughs> space. I do. But, um, no, you know what I'm saying? I know like you're sometimes saying. you're like, Oh, I get spread out. And I yeah, this, yeah. This, I got this whole place to myself. So, um, so that, that, that's the only thing I'm excited for our growth. Um, I, I'm saying our, no, it's growth. good. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's the most encouraging part to me is I'm having members going like, hey, I'm going to help. Yeah. Um, primarily because uh, now I don't know what to do with my life if this fails. Oh. It's usually like like people are like, yo, let me help, you know. with um, I, This is our space, which is as a leader, that is the goal. Yeah, and, right? and, and, I, and you have to build it right, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's quick, it don't stick. Yep. And so you're, you're building it the right way, and it is going to take time. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't say, like I said, I wouldn't say you're failing miserably at it because we're so new and you have to build the right, the right way. Uh, but I know that. What's the fix? If, well, if, I mean, it, just bring it. No, I'm saying if you were in my seat, mm-hmm. what would you do? Um, find, uh, you're doing the right thing. Interview us all and see mm-hmm. how, how we found this place and, and see what are the characteristics and what are, where are the mediums that we're at? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, do we, are we on Instagram? Are we on Facebook? Like, and, and how to bring more people like the people that are here? Cause we're, we have a really great Mm -hmm. core group, right? There's Um, 55. Yeah. Find more people like the 55. Um, and, and Mm -hmm. bring, and bring them on. 
Um, do you have anyone that you think would be a good, cause uh, so here's one thing that we are doing. Um, we're tightening up our, our initiatives. We're only onboarding 10 members a month. Oh. And then everyone else goes on a waiting list. Okay. And we're getting very rigorous with that behavior and that process. Um, so that we don't blow the wheels off of it. Right, and get inundated with 100 members in a month, yeah. it changes everything. And so what I've been really focusing on is identifying and developing the culture to where we're actually creating great solutions for our current members mm-hmm. and um, activating that process of communication, connecting the glue, moving pieces around how we need to, realizing what our number initi- key initiative is for the greatest pain point right now, um, and finding lost leads, finding these different things and just be identifying the core of who we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm working it's on, important. but that's why I really need the, an honest answer to this. That last question was how do we, what is, what am I missing? Um, I don't have, I don't have the answers, yeah. unfortunately, it's okay. but I know that we, there, there's certain questions that we can ask the, mm-hmm. our membership to identify where should we focus on? Right, because I know where what I'm doing, but what are the commonalities? So utilizing the the current members more, utilizing the current members, surveying to you learn, guys more, learn about um, them mm-hmm. and see wh- where it is that um, what problem is this solving, and how mm-hmm. do we get to people with that problem to help them solve yeah. the problem? Right. Yeah. So, um, and then also asking members, hey, who do you know that fits? Mm-hmm. You know this. Um, so that that's. Do you know five people in your Rolodex that would be great members here that we could connect with? You could connect us with. I mean, I try to bring everybody I here know. just because yeah. I want them to, you know, yeah. experience this. But you go, um, no, these this these five people will like just benefit from this so much. I, yeah, and bring a benefit. Yeah, I I do. I have some amazing clients. Yeah, like, I have some really really awesome people um, that I know um, and. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few people that I know that would really benefit from the space. And uh, have they been here? Uh, there, uh, there's two people that have not been here that I I can mm-hmm. think of right now that need to come here. Um, but they and they will. Yeah. Yeah. I I know personally where my greatest failure is right now that we're fixing. We're in the solution of it, what and you're hinting it? towards it. And it's it's so we're building out our sales funnel and process. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so we're actually in the process of killing one of our CRMs and onboarding another CRM. Okay, cool. And then we have this full flow of automation that we've been working on for the last three weeks. That's oh going to just like, because it, it's, so we have like a massive pipeline of lead okay. flow, mm-hmm. and but it bottlenecked in the process of actually transferring and qualifying. Like any, like any, you just don't know the process of how to do that until you, uh, until you that. actually like start measuring. So the last six months, I've literally just been measuring data, mm-hmm. measuring yeah. data, measuring data, yes. measuring data. Yes. I'm glad and we're talking about this. Yeah. It's so important. You have to measure data and yeah. you have to measure it daily and numbers never lie. Yes. And one of the key principles of, of what I always talk even about is that the cheapest time of conflict is the moment you discover it. Correct. Right. Yep. And you go, all right. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to go immediately go through this. Yep. One of the greatest blessings that's happened to me was I, I've had, um, I had some serious cash get dr- drawn out of my hands uh, it's into other assets that I own, but just how things. And so um, it's put me back into a, like a serious startup mode of like, yo, like, yo, this, you got to stand up. Like we got to get serious on yeah. this. You know, we got to stop burning. 
And sometimes it's like, sometimes you, you, you go from success to success and you need to remind yourself what it's like to not have anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh, because like, dude, straight up, like young entrepreneur, I was making two grand in the year, that first year as, as a, as an artist, like I worked because there was like, I had, there was no plan B. And yeah. so, you know, when you put your back up against the wall, that's when things get a lot of fun because yes. you go, all right, now, yes, now we're going to crank this thing and we're going to get more efficient, more effective. Our systems are going to start flowing through yes. because we just absolutely need Have it. Have to. Yes. Right. I would, <clears throat> that is the, what I would tr- attribute my success in insurance to is that my back was against the wall. Mm-hmm. I was in a position where I left the company where I was at. Uh, but I didn't have like significant savings like, yeah. and I had to pay my mortgage. I had to, you know, figure it out. And I was in a position where I was a hundred percent commission for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah. And so I worked and yeah. I made it work and it was awesome. Yeah. And I really learned about like what I was capable of because before then I would like, Oh, be very cautious. And I, I was just like boss to the wall, like just mm-hmm. like just, Full throttle, right? Yep. And, and and unforgiving because I had to be. And that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely, you're like, you have to. This has to win. This has to happen. This has to win. Mm-hmm. And that's like probably the biggest thing is like our product is second to none right now. Mm-hmm. I know that because yeah, the data I'm getting, like com- people are saying they're leaving competing spaces that go, this is what I thought I was getting when I was over here. I found you through X. And you just go, and that's probably the hardest thing is just like, we have a great product. When do you pull the trigger to market, right? And this is just me, you know, encouraging you. Like, you go, you know what? I have to have this system because you have paralysis through analysis very easily. And that's why you have to be able to, I have to keep moving, but I got to make sure I'm moving in the next key initiative. And that was, do I have the bucket to hold everything coming through or is everything going to go stale right here? I'm going to waste all this money marketing by not being able to actually service my need. And how many customers can I actually buy? Mm Mm-hmm which is how many customers can I actually service yeah. with my current team and staff and what's my actual trajected growth, you know? But Does that make sense or no? It makes sense, but I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, they they just need to get after it and mm-hmm. do it. Um, there's, there's a balance between a being dance. strategic yep. and really planning ahead and just doing it you have and, to get it out and, and getting yep. getting after it right because because there's a there's been a lot of times where i've been in mm-hmm. a position where i literally had no clue what the hell i was doing you just gotta fire like, it and i just got after it but you gotta and, get and, ready and, first and then you fire it no seriously you have to get ready now getting ready set aim fire ready right. fire aim ready fire is, aim. Is, is a book that's out there i guess it's a similar prince i've never read it Ready. But yeah. you have to, it's like building a slingshot. I, this is what I taught one of my newest team members that's coming on uh-huh. is I'm going to go build a slingshot. How am I going to build it? I'm going to build it with materials I'm finding on the ground, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I have to first get ready. So I have to grab the wood, grab a stick. That's a Y. So I have to search for it, find the Y. Then I have to find the, th- the rubber band. So maybe it's in my pocket or something or, or, you know, and I have to build it. And then I have to find the stone that I'm actually going to fire, Right. This is and this is the dance of entrepreneurship is knowing the sequence of when you do this. So you build the stick, you pull it back, it breaks. You build the stick, you pull it back because you fix it. You just fire it. You see where it hit and then you go measure where it hit. And then you tie it in. And that is the that's the mystery. And that's what takes it from like 
it's only it's only experience that gets you to do that faster. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so because there's a lot of people that'll um, just think about, oh, well, maybe the stick is here. Maybe mm-hmm. the stick, and they then they don't plan. even they don't even go search. They're and freaking look at where the sanding they, they, the stick, like well, they're polishing the stick no, up. They don't know how strong no. it is. They're not even picking the stick exactly. up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They're, absolutely. They, they're looking at a lot of times. They they're looking a at all of a these stick. different sticks. They're like, well, I can see a stick from here and I can see it from there, but they don't they don't start walking mm-hmm. towards exactly. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I know exactly what you're so saying. So it's um it, but however, if you don't take the time to just. T- sit, settle down mm-hmm. and think about it too. You can t- use up a lot of energy going mm-hmm. all around it. So there, it's there's a balance. Yeah. yeah, there's there's between you know really getting after it and just being intentional or taking the time to like just. Well, it's really like dancing. It really is like dancing. Sometimes you fall. Sometimes you step step on your partner's toes. Sometimes you just don't know how to do it, and you're trying the best you can. And, you know, that's why, that's why you ask for help. You find out, hey, this isn't a task for me. It's sitting on our, it's sitting on our objectives for far too long. Let's find a who. Yes. Let's find somebody to get this off our plate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, you just, you have to, right? You just have to, you know, find a who sometimes. And you just do the best you can with what you have. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. But a lot of times it's like getting after it yourself mm-hmm. because, um, you can't manage something that you don't haven't done. So like Mm -hmm. for me, um, I have no business going out and getting agents unless I have, uh, I have developed a process in Mm -hmm. order to help make sure that they're successful. Or hire the right person that's done it. Exactly. Yeah. For, you know, in, in my line of business, it's like you learn a lot through experience. And so I can't, you know, hire an appointment setter and have them, um, Tell them, hey, you have to set 15 appointments when I don't know what the the action yeah, the is, is required to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 you I have build to build a system. system. Yeah. That's why That's why it's the crawl, Thanks. walk, run, yeah. right? I crawl, got, walk, run. Yeah, that's something you, you crawl, use walk, in my run. company. Crawl, walk, run. That's from good to great. I quote it all the time. Good. Yeah, it's a great thing. So that's awesome. This is a podcast. Did you enjoy yourself? I loved it. Yes. Let's tell everyone how they can get a hold of you. Do you have you know your handle on Instagram, yeah, your website, yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. So um, you guys can follow me at the powerful Paola on Instagram. Um, you can also reach me at Paola at R as in Rodriguez wealthgroup.com. So that's Paola at R wealthgroup.com. Um, and what yeah. type of insurance do you do? We didn't even get into oh that. Oh my gosh, yeah. We forgot. So you we special, do, uh, what was your niche you specialize in? I specialize in helping entrepreneurs in their 30s um, that are w- wanting to build a legacy and wealth for their families. Um, typically they have, uh, they've been in business three to five years mm-hmm. and typically they um, have, um, they're married, they typically have a family and they're lawyers, uh, mechanic shops mm-hmm. and real estate uh, professionals usually. Got it. So that's, that's my niche. And, uh, usually what I'm able to help people with is saving money on, on their health insurance. Yeah. Uh, but really the, the big thing that I, I love is being an instrument to building their wealth, to helping them, uh, with, uh, with wealth building. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your time. If yeah. you, if you fit that avatar, check her out. She's awesome. Um, again, my name is Jeremy Vanderloop. I am the founder and CEO of Cress. This is our Let's Get Coffee podcast with Paola Rodriguez. Uh, if you're around Tampa, come visit us. If not, just visit us online. Uh, give us a like, a share, whatever you want. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. See ya. Thank you.